0: Zippers, potheads, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. Bit of a weird one, this, because this week we had hoped to do the first episode in the new studio, and we kind of are, because we are in the building that the studio's in, but I am in my office. Step into my office, said the 32-year-old man boy. I mean, it is weird for me to have an office. I don't really know, apart from writing, what I'm going to do here. You know, it's, it, it, it's just weird to like, you know, it's, it's weird that my wife would say like, yeah, my husband's down at his office because it makes it sound like I am, you know, a normal job guy. You know, it makes it sound like I'm respectable. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm a solicitor or a private eye. Is there a private eyes about? Is that, a, is that still a thing? Like, are people a private eye? You know, for for toxic, a guy who walked past the window is way too old to just be carrying a football about. Um, but I am actually going to pause this and go and ask if he fancies a kick about. But even though it's snowing, cool. So yeah, I just I mean, our private eyes, a thing. You know, could I say so? Aaron Butler's my guest today. Say Aaron betrayed me. Say Aaron accessed my bank account and stole half a million on me. Would I be able to just go to a guy or woman, you know, and say, listen, i got a problem. Get some dirt on this guy. Do you want me to Google private eye Belfast? Very keen to know. By the way, yes, it's a guest episode. Welcome to the episode. Got a couple of things to get through before I get my guest on. All right. (laughs) Everything I've looked for. It's like an eye clinic. Private eye Belfast. Okay, wait. Yeah, they're private investigators. Oh, but I suppose you don't like, you don't see their faces and all or know a lot about it. Because, oh yeah, there is. Get me into the website. Investigative services. Like, like, so that I've not planned to talk about this at all. But I'll not say the name of this company I mean they do have a website, so like I wouldn't be touting on them. But there's a company here. Oh, you can't even see the picture of the people behind it. Fuck, this is class. They do they do they do bug sweeping like <laughs> who in Northern Ireland is getting bugged? You know, the mafia get bugged, big organised crime associations getting bugged. There's no way loyalist paramilitaries are getting bugged by the police, is there? I don't know. Maybe I mean, they probably definitely are. But, like, I just love that. All right, bro, I think I'm being bugged here. Can you come and sweep up for bugs? Yeah, there's no bugs. Oh, really? Sure, there's one there. Uh, that's a Slater. You know, and shout out to Slaters. I haven't seen one since 1999, but it's all good. Yeah, industrial espionage. Oh, can I get can I get this right? Would would you be up for me getting a private investigator onto the podcast? And imagine they're all like they're all done in silhouette, which will kill Mike and Dan who spent the last two weeks preparing the studio for just normal light. So imagine if I'm like, listen, Andy McNabb's coming in with Needham in shadow. I love this so much. Employment, employee claim, and injury. Oh, I love this. So, if you're like, oh, slipped at work on a banana skin out here working for Cabletel, you can just get in touch with these guys, and they'll go, "Is that right?" Fuck yeah. We conduct employment investigations within the parameters of the UK employment law. I bet when they say that, they go like this. Don't worry about it. You know, they do like a big Pinocchio nose when they say that. Theft and fraud deft in the workplace. Somebody just stole my sandwiches. Let me get a private investigator onto the case. I love this and I want to be, I want to be a private investigator. Do you think you're being bugged? All right, man, I think I'm being bugged here. Who by? You're a postman. You know what I mean? Fuck, this is brilliant. I'm going to try and get a private investigator on the podcast and just ask them like, oh, what, what all have you seen? You know, I mean, they're not good at their job if they answer that, but maybe we could get a retired private investigator on. This is like last week, whenever I said we should get a, a rabbi and a Muslim cleric onto the podcast. Oh, detective, private detective. I mean, I'd love to just have a private detective on the payroll. And, and when, he, when he says, like, what do you need me to do? I go, I don't know, mate. Just go out and find things out. <laughs> <laughs> Should I, through the Patreon, fund a uh, a private investigator to work for us? And every week we just pick like a different comedian, and we just go out and like find out what they're really up to. You know, is Mark McCartney siphoning diesel in cash? There's only one way to find out. My private investigator. I love this, and we're going to make it happen. Hmm. So we're in the studio. We're in the studio, currently upstairs. There's work going on as we speak. I said I would do a sort of virtual tour for Patreon, but we're not even at that stage yet. And we were supposed to do our first episode today, but we're going to push it back to next week and do it then with, uh, with, a, with a studio guest. And it's exciting times. In my office here, I've got a TV. This is very me. I've got a TV. But I don't have a power lead or anything for it. So I've got a TV monitor. And I've got a wee Vinyl player. And then there's some biscuits my wife gave me to bring down to the office. So, you know, we're balling out in the office. And it's a good time. I did I did a Patreon episode on Monday there with the baby. Just me and the baby. Not like he wasn't like mic'd up. You know what I mean? I wasn't asking him like listeners' questions. But me and the baby went for a walk. I had to do a Patreon episode. So I just put my headset on and just walked outdoors with the baby. And then he's just heckling in the background. You know, he's eight months old and he saying stuff like, you know, goo goo, gaga, dada, and you know, why do you not have a real job? And even though you're my dad and you're 32, why do you look like a 17 year old female gymnast? And that hurts. If I'm honest. If you want to check out Patreon, our patreons patreon.com slash tea with me podcast you get a full length bonus episode on a monday which once we're upstairs we will be doing the like proper it'll be filmed properly it'll be a video version so you get an extra episode every week and then on friday we do a live stream and this friday we're going to do our first live stream from the studio we're going to experiment about and see how it goes And if you're watching the video version of this, I am looking outside a lot, but that's just because my window looks outside and anytime someone goes past, I'm like a private detective and they didn't know what they're doing or what they're up to. Like that guy there, definite Russian insider. Do you think there is, you know the way there's like Russians who um, gather intelligence in London and some other places? Do you think there's just like one guy who does Northern Ireland? And every week he phones Putin, and he's like, "Still not, not a lot." Putin's like, "What, what are they getting up to over there?" And he phones back, and he goes, "A lot of the people in Northern Ireland—they're queuing one hour for toasties. What? Everyone's doing that now. I love to see it. We're in Hollywood. That's where we, that's where we have our new studio. There's a new place here called Melter, which I think is." a place that does fancy toasties from like Michelin starred chefs. I think I've got that right. It's like unbelievable quality food and me and my mate went to go to it, but we were in a rush. Me and my mate Tony last week when we were working in the studio. And then they were like, listen, we've got a load of orders here. And we, we weren't able to go, but someday we will go. And Hollywood is just, Hollywood's popping off at the minute. Everywhere is cute, I don't mean in, like, in a Newton Abbey way, but I mean like the only riots that are happening here are people just rioting for more coffee shops. You know, people in Hollywood are like, you know, sometimes i having, I shouldn't have to walk more than 20 feet to a coffee, a coffee house, or a coffee house, I don't know if that's real, a coffee shop or a charity shop, because that's what Hollywood is. We like to give, we like to receive. I don't know what that means. My guest today is Aaron Butler, the man himself. Aaron Butler, big friend of the podcast. I think he's been on the most as a guest. I hope on Friday we'll actually ask him if he'll come down and be one of our first um, stream guests. Maybe we'll get Aaron and Kieran down or something like that, and we'll do a pretty wild live stream. We'll see how that goes. I think we might stick to the same time of half nine, but maybe we'll do it later in the afternoon. I don't know. But before we get into this episode, let me plug Manscaped.com, our sponsor. There's a, there's a guy with a really small head wearing a big hat. Would you like it if I just did podcast episodes and then it, it, we just we just commented on everybody who walked past? Hat's too big for his head. Nah, no, then, then nobody walked past. Okay, we'll not do that. We'll just do the normal podcast. Manscaped.com. Manscaped, if you don't know by now, is the leader in men's below the belt grooming. You know what I'm talking about? Unless you're one of these guys who wears a belt around his, around his neck as a fashion accessory. No. Remember that there were well, not belts. Remember the things that were like zigzag, like, uh, like a zigzag necklace in the 90s that girls wore. And I remember a guy wore one in our class and he was called Jonathan in primary school. And then everyone was like, why are you wearing that? And it, this was before the times where you could just be yourself. Do you remember when we were younger, like anyone who's my age, like in their early 30s or younger or older? Like there seems to be this thing now, like I get that there's terrible people like out there and people who are like not tolerant. But nowadays it seems that you can sort of be like, listen, let me present to you me. You know, It seems like nowadays you go, listen, I would like to let you know a little bit about myself. Here's what I think, here's who I am. And every like not everyone of course, but like most people go do it do whatever you want. That doesn't impact my life in any way. Good luck to you. And yeah, we should all just be who we want. Of course, there's people who are like no, but um, but when I went to school, you couldn't just say like you could barely change who your favorite band was. Never mind, you know, gender or anything like that. Like that would have. Do you understand, like back in those days, nobody would have, it's not that you wouldn't have like, you know, it's not that you wouldn't have like supported someone or been like, oh, good luck. You just you just wouldn't have been able to compute it. And I'm trying to remember what my point is. Oh, yeah, there was a guy who came into our class with one of those like black um, crisscross necklaces uh, just like one day because all the girls had been wearing them. and. And this was very much a time where it's like, boys do this, girls do this. That's what, that's what you were told. And if you went outside of that, it was like, no, that didn't, that didn't, unfortunately, that did not go down well. And I remember this guy, Jonathan, comes in with his necklace on, on like a Monday morning in the class and just sits down like he's not wearing a choke chain. And um, everybody in the class was like, hey, what, what, what do you do? I think even the teacher was like, hey, what is the meaning of this? And he goes, oh yeah, just everyone wears these now, these necklaces. And then he realized in that moment that he just realized that not everybody did. And then in his head, he was like, actually, I think I like the look of these, but I realized it's just the girls that wear them. And, and he then got a bit embarrassed with it, but then he just kept it on for the whole day and then he never wore it again. And I don't know what the moral of that story is. I don't know what it is. But I do remember that my P6 teacher, who was called Mrs. Easton or Eason, don't know, maybe she owned the magazine shop, but that's shit banter, but... Listen to this. I was playing a a class football match, not like not like a football match that was class. A football match for our class against some other class. They used to have in Strandtown Primary School like tournaments where it's like, you know, this class plays Mrs. Mac- Mrs. Easton's class plays against Mrs. Ireland's class. I loved it, right? Uh, and it was taken like pretty seriously. You play at lunchtime, and you got to wear your own kit, which is great. On this particular day, I'm wearing a full Italy football kit, and we were playing a good team. We were playing Mr. McDowell's team or something. I don't know. But I know this. On that day I just decided I was just gonna play up front as a poacher. You know, which people used to, oh you're poaching. So I, I just decided I would stand. There's no offside. So I was like, I'm just gonna stand beside the goalkeeper and I'm just gonna get a few goals for us because we were losing. And there was loads of times in the game where I should have passed the ball, but I didn't, and this isn't like me. Um but I, I was just trying to score a goal. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe I was trying to press girls in my class. I don't know what was happening. Um, but I was just trying to score goals. Anyway, I was being pretty ball greedy in the game. We lost a class football game. There was no trophy. There was no prize. It, we just lost the game. And I thought I actually played okay. I think I did score. But then I maybe had like 70 chances. So it wasn't a good conversion rate. And then a couple of guys in our class, a guy called Dean, a few other guys, like weren't happy at all after the game. They were like, you fucking should have passed the ball. But remember, this is P6, so we're like, I don't know, nine. And then when we got back to the classroom, I noticed like everyone who played in the game, and some of the people in our class that were watching were just talking to Miss Eason. I'm going, okay, I just get on with my work. I don't know what they're talking to her. But then Miss Eason in front of the class goes, uh, some of you need, need to learn more about teamwork and helping others and, and you know, working in a team because that's what you'll need. There are skills you'll need for life. And I'm going, I don't know why she's telling us this. And then she goes, she and Todd, you're, you, I'm talking about you. She said, you, I, you were selfish in the game and you should have passed the ball to people more. And as a result, we lost the game or something like that. And I was like, this is a, a, an unfair roast. Like it shouldn't be roasted by the teacher. Like she wasn't even at the match, right? So I went, okay, that's weird a bit sly, but I just moved on. Then every day she would like try and find this turning in a therapy session. Every day she would find a way to bring the chat round to me not passing the ball. <laughs> it's like months later, you know, she'd be talking about um, you know, we'd be doing a thing about science and she'd be talking about uh, you know, needles heroin How? You, why you shouldn't do heroin should be like you know what you shouldn't do is share needles i mean and that's not going to be a problem for you you know you're unlikely to get hepatitis from a dirty needle because you don't pass uh she didn't say that but you know what i mean there was always examples of how i should have passed the ball and then and then in my report like my final p6 report this is written down if we ever talk about this more i will try and find this at some point but in my final end of year P6 report, like just say I'm a nice kid who's a bit like with a low IQ. No, she writes, Shane has a problem with team sports and working with others. And it was just because of this one game I was persecuted. Then, like the last week of term, this like independent governing body come into our school and go, we're picking 60 at random. They pick 60 at random and then they went, they took us to the library and some time the school and went, tell us about your teacher. Is she doing a good job? Are you happy? And then I, I was like, listen, the gloves are off because everybody was going, yeah, she's dead on. And I said, well, listen, she has a problem with me and she's bullying me. She's victimizing me a bit. And I don't know if that ever got back to her, but I hope it did. And I also said she talks about her cat too much. <laughs> I was matching being a bitch with being a bitch. You know what I mean? I was like, why do we always need to know about her cat? I'm trying to find out about algebra and spelling. And she's telling me that her, her, her cat's too fat. You know, so shout out to Miss Easton. I think that was unfair. I think you're um, I think you the reason why, um, why I struggled academically from there. I'm joking. I'm joking. I think it's just because I am like, quite a thick guy in some ways. But, um, but yeah, I think that was pretty sly, Mrs. Easton. I, I, I don't know why you did that. And I still play football to this day, but I'm, I'm more of a team player. I'll pass the ball now. And Mrs. Easton, I'd like you to come on the podcast. I want to have a, the next episode of this podcast. I want to have a rabbi, a Muslim cleric, Mrs. Easton, and a private investigator. In fact, I might get a private investigator to, to find some ways in which Mrs. Easton has been selfish in her life I'm not shared. My guest today is Aaron Butler, responsible for Manscaped.com. <laughs> Speaking of sharing, I'm going to share this with you. Manscaped, the number one in below-the-belt men's grooming. You know by now, Manscaped have the lawnmower 3.0. They've got a cologne. They've got all the products that a man who likes to take care of himself could need. They've got ball cleanser, ball deodorant, ball wipes. The list goes on. Do you need something for your balls? Manscaped.com. They've got a great travel case as well, uh, or like a travel bag, which I use whenever I don't go anywhere. Uh, but when I did, I used this. Dan uses it, Mike uses it. In fact, when I'm hosting the podcast a lot of the time, I'll look over and they'll just be trimming their balls. And that's what we like to see. Great gift idea, this. The Lawnmower 3.0 is like a wee electric razor. It's got a light on it, an LED light. It's a great time. Manscaped.com, Use the code tea with me for 20% off and free shipping. Let's get stuck into this episode today. My guest is the man prince himself, Mr. Aaron Butler. Here he is. Mr. were. I think this is maybe like the sixth time you've done the podcast.
1: Yeah, but always glad to be here. Always happy to be a guest. So thanks for having me. No, listen, no problem at
0: all. Look, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot that I need to chat to you about, but there's nothing mm-hmm. more pressing than this. Did I tell you about... So I spent the last few weeks on the podcast... Talking about my circumcision, mainly on Patreon, and which is a great incentive for people to sign up. But yeah, you guys knew that your boy was going to get, uh, let's just say, the bacon slicer was coming out, and I built it up. I said like last week, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to get it done." I've had a few messages since from people going, "Mate, is everything okay? Do you know the story?
1: You've you've not got it done, have you? Well, I haven't. I genuinely haven't told you this. No." No, so yeah, you don't have to tell me. I'll flip. I, I okay I, he, tell me everything. I've got a picture to go with this, right? Oh no. Hang on. <laughs> oh no, it's <laughs> Oh dear. It didn't have enough power,
0: bro, to cut the whole way through. <laughs> right. Here's what happened. I go to get it done. And I'm like, relax for it. It was last Thursday, I think, so I'm I'm feeling good. I'm ready to I'm ready to get it done. I get the COVID test the day before. I don't hear anything. So, I mean, that tells you that I got a negative test. Also, you know, I've been vaccinated. So I'm feeling good. Set aside time to go get it done. Now, the main thing I kept saying to people was, this is unreal because you can drive yourself home after it. I couldn't believe it. 20-minute procedure, drive yourself home. So I get to the the fancy hospital, right? I get down there and they go. A nurse meets me at reception and walks me up to a wee private room. So I'll show you the photo here of the room. Um, it's really nice, Sweet wee bit of art on the wall. Uh, you've got a bed, you've got a TV, big private bathroom. So I go, look, a bit of comfort, this is great. She goes, I need you to fill out a question. Got a student with me, uh, is that okay? I said, yep, no problem. She goes, um, need you to, need to fill out a questionnaire. So they go through a load of stuff, any allergies, yeah, all that sort of thing. A bit like when Kieran was on, they allergic to the latex. I say, yeah, it brings me out in the boner. No one laughs. Um, <laughs> then they come back in. They're like, so the doctor will be down with you shortly. They talk you through everything. I'm like, yep. She goes, we'll bring you up to theatre. Happy days. At
1: they this should, point, is your deck out or?
0: <laughs> it shouldn't have been, but it was. In fact, that right. once I arrived in the car park, it was out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was just out of the jeans at the slip on the jeans. Um, okay. but in between the buttons which is sly um, but anyway anyway, I go up and she comes back in the nurse and goes can I just double check how many days have you been self isolating for and I thought they were just asking that out of curiosity so I go uh, two because I've, I've, I've literally been working from home and I, I haven't been out in public for probably two days and she goes Right. And then she disappeared and came back and she was like, you were supposed to isolate for a week before, self-isolate for a week before this procedure. And I, I said, no one told me that. I said, nobody told me that. I get out the email that I got with all the information. I went, look, no one told me that. She goes, I'm so sorry about this. Let me get the surgeon and we'll have a chat. As as she leaves the room, I look at him in, in bold. It's like, yeah, you need to isolate for seven days before this. Like it's in its own, it's in its own red box on the phone. Aww. So he comes down, the surgeon, he's like, Fuck, he goes, Really sorry, but we're we're obviously gonna have to reschedule. You can't get in the theater if you haven't uh, self-isolated for a week. And I'm like, you know what? This is I was like, I thought no one had told me to do it. I said it's my mistake um, I apologize for like wasting everybody's time. It's my fault uh, and I feel shit. By the way, let me point out in between these times I'm not in the robe. So I'm sitting <laughs> on the bed in a
1: robe, right? Le- legs up like <laughs> in the little stocks. <laughs> legs
0: up ready to be cut and, uh, and I'm, I'm sitting in the robe and everyone's like, you don't be bastard, like you're supposed to isolate. Now seconds before he came in, uh, a lady came in to take my dinner order, and she goes, "She goes, what about vegetable soup for a starter?" And I said, "Listen, I have a few dairy allergies. I have a dairy oh, allergy no. and gluten." And she goes, "I'll get you gluten-free bread from a different part of the hospital." I'm like, "Thanks so much." She goes, to "All this trouble gets tea? Yeah, do you have almond milk?" She goes, "Nobody can get it from somewhere else." I'm like, "Listen, if it's not too much trouble." So when the doctor is walking out of the room and he's basically being like, you know, you can stick your clothes on and like you'll just have to go home, but he was so dead on about it. As he walks out, the wee woman walks in with my vegetable soup and my roll and my tea. So, you, so I just, I just did like. You, did you eat it? Man, look at that for a bread. Yeah, I just sat. And like, here's the thing, I start like texting, like, obviously my wife, oh, by the way, it turns out you're not allowed to drive yourself home. That's stipulated that you're getting, Mm. you're getting anesthetic Mm -hmm. in the lower half of your body. So your legs might not work. So don't drive yourself home. Um, Wow. But I'm like phoning my wife. I'm phoning like Dave and someone else to be like, listen, you're not going to believe this. I realize I've been there for 45 minutes. They need the room because somebody else is coming in. I'm sitting in my robe. The nurse goes, a different nurse goes, have you had your surgery and all? And I'm sitting there in a full robe eating my vegetable soup. And I said, I'm not even getting anything done. <laughs> she goes, Are you get, have you got your surgery? And I went, no, nah, I'm not getting surgery today. And I'm just sitting there in a full robe working away at
1: this uh, at this oh. so, so. Did, yeah i mean and here's for people that know you none of that story surprises me no. in the slightest the email doesn't surprise me the whole anesthetic thing doesn't surprise me you sitting and continuing to eat the soup doesn't surprise me and here's what has went through your head you went oh i haven't been able to eat somewhere in ages Yep. I'll just sit here and sit in and eat this soup and have a nice day. Like, and I can just see the cogs in your head turning, but enjoyable nonetheless. So it's rescheduled, I'm assuming. Yeah, I haven't got a new
0: date, but what do you think oh. I did whenever I left?
1: Because I basically said to myself, you've
0: been through wee ordeal there. What do you think I did when I left? Bear in mind that the hospital is on the Lisburn Road. I just got Nando's on the way home, mate. Just got a click and click Nando's.
1: I was going to say you probably took yourself to Nando's, so you had soup and Nando's. It was the stress of everything. You, you just, yeah, the whole situation that you created yourself. The uh, the just led to that. Well, look, I'm sorry to hear that it didn't work out, but yeah. I hope Nick, I, you've learned, you've did a dummy run. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, you, exactly. you you've met, you've mentally prepared yourself and what do you expect from now. Also, if I was you, I would have just lied and say, yeah, been nice isolating for seven days. Get get the cotton. I can't do that
0: i can't do that i know I because know you i'm a but, but i would have yeah, yeah <laughs> i know you can but
1: it. i would have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've been if isolating for six years ready to get this done? i would have been my thing i would have i went above the lie
0: yeah so basically i'm just enjoying the second chance with my foreskin and wow. uh and yeah it's it, it's annoying though because I, I was i set myself up for it and now i just i'm looking at my foreskin like you know like uh-huh. oh, there he is still here So it will happen again, and we will live stream it for Patreon.
1: Absolutely. I'll get like a four camera setup
0: going every angle. I genuinely was going to ask them, right? Could I put a GoPro on myself because you're awake for it? And like genuinely, like not live stream,
1: but make a video and then put it
0: out for Patreon or something. And then I thought the hospital probably wouldn't
1: be keen on that. Well here was my thinking behind that even because when I was getting my vasectomy I was like oh like I could easily like do something like you were saying there like do like a video of me just reacting but then I thought to myself no because i don't want to do anything that is out of the normal for the doctor in case it distracts the doctor and he's yes. cutting around your dick at the time and then a wee slip happens so i was like no best just to let him do it the way he's always did it and and let's yep. just make it fine so yeah that was or,
0: or what if he tries to do fancy stuff you know what i mean during a circumstance show off H- like, you know like those the way people cut paper and then you open it up and it's like wee shapes oh. <laughs> That was my number one concern. That he put like a, you know, he'd make some wee diamonds in it and stuff. And I don't I know. You. Yeah, although it's although, just the
1: dates to your shows.
0: Although, yeah, S S A. 15th November. Although, do you know what? That would be great advertising, wouldn't it? Because I'm just thinking, he can do whatever he wants. He can cut whatever he wants into the foreskin. It's cut getting cut off. So maybe what I do it? is once it's cut off, I go, listen, bro get that scalpel back out there and then he puts in SSE arena and then i just take a photo of that and then it it goes up
1: or we just photoshop it like let's make life easy you know what i mean let's let's not let's not have to cut up a a shriveled (laughs) decrepit little foreskin what do you mean it's
0: not little but uh
1: did you're not getting rid of it because it's healthy man
0: yeah it's
1: true Did did dave
0: get you to do a bit of photoshop around this for me no, or did he do Oh, oh
1: it? yes. Oh well clearly. Anything we control, you see we from can't Dave, show it, but no, no, but very funny. The other yeah, anytime you see a Photoshop from Dave, it came from me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 the, was like the day I was getting it done, he goes, man, I have something to show you for your procedure. And I thought it was going to be like a life quote, you know. Uh like like uh, the night is darkest just before the dawn. Oh no, just a very disrespectful Photoshop image you made. And uh if Dave ever betrays me, I'll 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 leak that, I'll release it. Uh, yeah can i tell you something seeing the introduction to this episode i was Mm -hmm. talking about private investigators for some reason and i i was like let me google it and see if there's any private investigators locally there legitimately is isn't that that's
1: interesting yeah because i never sort of thought of that myself you imagine like it's just an american thing what could we get them to private investigate well i was saying we
0: could get like dave for example you know yeah could we like mm-hmm. find out stuff on Dave and then slip it into conversation? You know, oh, where were you last Sunday? You know, at eight o'clock. Cause like just there, like he was in Newton Abbey all weekend, they're just passed. So you could, you know, drop that in and I don't know, I would love to have a private investigator on the pod- I want to have people on as well as comedians, obviously and mates, I want to have people on the podcast that have like mad jobs and be like, What all have you seen them all?
1: Yeah, what, you know? what sort of
0: crimes, yeah. But would you have to like silhouette them? And change their voice or do you think do you think say private investigator do you think it's just like one of your dad's mates who's like oh, I'll, I'll find out and he just <laughs> he just really badly kills them it he says just private on to, investigator yeah. on the side of this van
1: <laughs> yeah or he's just downloading facebook pages and sending you the email being like are you yours everything you need to know
0: yeah yeah private. Yeah, like
1: yeah do you think you'd be a good private investigator would I be a good private investigator?
0: Yeah. What do you think?
1: I mean, with appropriate training, yeah. I don't think I could just willy nilly start doing it. There's bound to be like some sort of tricks and secrets that, that they have that you like. And how, do you know what would be cool? Like the special gadgets they use. Like, do they use like a wee camera and stuff that like sees through people's houses and all? Probably.
0: And, and then know? one of the things on the website there said, we, we can check if you're being bugged. And part of me was thinking, in Northern Ireland is being bugged.
1: Yeah, like what why
0: well But what if you what if we just did it for the crack for the podcast with a private investigator and then we said what about being bugged and all and he like did some check in your car just to prove how it works and you were being bugged?
1: Sure, we're all being bugged if you fucking if you have a phone. Oh no, Connor Keys on the podcast.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, do you know what that's one of those things that's like You know we all laugh at i'm like but we are
1: oh yeah like i I, like i'm not a conspiracy nut but i do believe like if you have a phone there's a lot of things probably tracking you but who gives a fuck like are you not gonna have a phone
0: yeah it's one of those things where like people go they're they're listening to your phone calls and your messages and like they're not see you that's saying that they're not some guy like i'm trying to arrange five aside here and they're listening to all my messages (laughs) it's like are they are they like fucking decky can you get your cousin to play Uh, is he in mcgabry is he bro (laughs) i'll I'll just drive around the town i'll get someone jake buck alec would play you know everyone's (laughs) listening to those conversations
1: yeah no one's reading your dad's whatsapp memes that he's sending to the family group like a fucking show people
0: should be but they're
1: not (laughs) yeah if they did he definitely would be in jail but they're not can we talk about
0: uh, you being on the property ladder, or do you not really want to talk about it?
1: No, no, no. Absolutely. Let's chat about it. So, yeah, I bought my first house for the for at the tender age of thirty two in ten days. The, uh, and uh, it was the most frightening thing I've ever done.
0: Well, first of all, I didn't know it was your birthday in ten days. Do you want to do sure. some sort of birthday special podcast? Do you want to? Yes. And I'll do let's, some surprises for you.
1: Sure. Let's. We'll do that. We'll. I'll. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But yes
0: okay all right um so you bought your first house yeah what what does the butt man look for in a house because i don't think it's convention like most people will be like you know good access to it parking. Mm. uh don't want it too loud beside a main road but i could mm. see you i could see you buying a house based on its proximity to a milkshake parlor
1: there's that there's also you know what what are like is there room to put slides in and out and around the house you know what i mean slides yeah. from the room to the living room from the back garden to the front like things like that we need a you know adaptability like a bit that sort of thing is good uh i actually you you'll you know you'll get a kick out of this because i'm a house guy and i am trying to buy sort of stuff that house people would buy and i've discovered a website that sells i okay. can scent- <laughs> yeah furniture I discovered a furniture website from Sweden do you know yeah. there's these
0: Scandinavian guys and if you give them four quid they will make you seven cabinets or they won't make it you'll make it but, uh, but yeah I, I love the idea that you genuinely are finding this stuff out
1: yeah, I'm a house guy now, and what I, but what I found, and this will be the most me thing you'll hear at this point, is a website that specializes in scented candles that scent your house to the scents of Disney World. So I have went online today and purchased many pounds worth of scented candles. But the scent of Disney World is like, sure. you know, popcorn, vomit, hate, pop,
0: sad, vomit, popcorn, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to make your kids love you like that's the yeah. scent <laughs> and
1: that's my house
0: <laughs> that's exactly how I want to be do you know what do you know what I can guarantee you you're the first person that's bought that product and they were so close oh. to shut that website down and then they went hang on order from West Belfast here <laughs> This is the same guy that bought magic beans on two weeks ago. <laughs> hey,
1: they're going to come through, okay? That's a new Bitcoin. I can't, yeah. wait. I can't wait
0: till I have a look at your house and you're like, yeah, I'm a house guy. And I go, Aaron, there's no roof on this. And you're like, oh, is that why I was cold? <laughs> I like the guy told me that was a water feature. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, yeah. there's a cellar here there's a chill cellar down below the floor and there's six bodies in it oh I thought that was Terry Bradley art
1: Isn't that <laughs> not, not Madame Swords in Northern Ireland I thought I had <laughs> there's, a, there's, a,
0: there's a guy there's a guy doing heroin in your utility room oh I thought he was an athlete I thought that was a, a vitamin drip
1: <laughs> no I'm not man. the estate agent <laughs> the uh, but 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 yeah, i bought it off him. yeah but the the so yeah i'm excited nervous scared all that stuff uh and yeah I'm very happy that uh i'm going to be moving out of my parents house finally
0: like you're not going to be able to do a conventional housewarming but are you going to be no. somebody that do you not want to do it? are you someone who like you don't want to have people around for like a bit of a party a bit of a do because i'm like that like i don't like people i like having friends around the course but i don't yes. like the idea of like imagine someone being like yeah someone's built something in there
1: oh nope i'm i'm we're we're, we're exactly the same on this i'm not looking for a house party i'm i'm looking like look Two, three people max that I like. People, you know what I mean? That'll come around, you know what I mean? Watch Wrestlemania together. Get a pizza, that sort of thing. Every and night watch
0: Wrestlemania.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Same one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 17, it was the best. Do that, and then I'm not looking to, like, have cocktails or, like, put on little bits of food. Like, that's, it's not that sort of house. It's my house. Uh, here's, here's how much it is my house. There's three bedrooms in it, and only one of them has a, an actual bed in it. The other two are for me. Now, you're gonna to have to follow that up and tell me what they're for you for. One has a swing and a pole in it. I swear to God, <laughs> I was about to say one has a swing, <laughs> but it's a it's a Kinder Fisher one from the kids have. the it's one for the back garden, but I just can happen to fit it in the house. So i it's a valuable item. I'd rather keep my, but no, it's a, Is there, is there the more one- of
0: a tragic image than just a 32 year old guy in his own house with no one to push him on a swing? You're you're telling people like I've got a swing upstairs or like oh why you kinky bastard you get up there and you're like Will you push me
1: <laughs> yeah because it's not even outside there's no wind it's just just so so fucking still it's basically a chair the, uh, but yeah so I, I'm making those two rooms one room's gonna be an office clearly because I, I work from home a lot. Uh, and then the second room, you'll like this, is going to be a, a bit of a gym room. So there's going to be, like, a squat rack in there. There's going to be uh, probably a rowing machine, you know, set-up bench and all that sort of good fun stuff. So that, and that's, again, not catering to any guests. If anyone's like, oh, can we come over and stay? Like, nah, you're all yeah. right. Yeah, you I know. could
0: definitely see you renting part of the house out for Airbnb oh. to weird European oh, no. people. Wouldn't that be the... <laughs> See, people that do that, I fucking understand. People who are like, I need to make a few quid. I've got mm. too much space in my house, 100%. I could not have anybody in my house at one time when I'm sleeping that I yeah. don't know extremely well.
1: Yeah, and even when you do know them extremely well, we still wouldn't settle. You know, we'd be just sort of sleeping a wee no. bit on edge at night anyway. The, uh, but, yeah, I could, even the thought of that makes me squirm a little bit in my skin. I mean, fair play to people that can do it and are, are like... I don't understand how people can just be so carefree about that sort of stuff. Just like, yeah, we, we have people just stay, stay right we, we just we, stay. Uh, it's all good. We like just catering for people and stuff. It's just nice. But like, that's, that's how like a Netflix murder documentary happens. Some unknown guy from fucking Czechoslovakia comes over and fucking, it's a country. Uh, it's, look it up. But yeah, so no, I'll not, not be doing that. It'll be just, a, do you know what? It'll be a, be a nice home. It'll be a nice home. Yeah, okay. and it, and it has a lovely back garden that a lot of neighbors will hate having to watch me shoot videos outside, of, and that's okay.
0: Listen, to, like you're a guy who will be sunbathing in there, uh, when, like, when the weather's good, right? Wearing like very little. My, when the weather's bad, yeah, <laughs> I'll be out <heard> in nothing. <laughs> I said to my dad yesterday, "What about that that fella who lives in the street? I said you ever, you ever you ever see him? Like, I haven't heard much of him.'" My dad goes, as if this is nothing, my dad goes, last time I saw him, he was sunbathing at the back door, like com- completely bollock naked. And I said, huh? <laughs> my dad goes, he was sitting at his back door. He says he probably didn't know anyone could see him, but my dad goes, he was just sitting bollock naked. And I said, like, like dick out. And he goes, yeah, my dad goes, about half six in the morning. Why did any of that need Like, why would any of that sound normal?
1: Yeah, why is your dad not like made a bigger deal of it? Why is he not reported it? Your dad is almost an enabler to that guy getting his dick out. So what's happened is it your that guy has like has accidentally like you know a ball like fell out of his boxers and he went ah oh, fuck and your dad was about and your dad didn't say anything and he went well
0: well yeah, if he's not. I think my dad couldn't report him because then the guy would. Your be dad
1: like, was also doing
0: it. <laughs> the, the, the guy would be like, "I'm I've I started doing it because I saw this fellow do. This fellow's been doing it since 1987 in his garden.
1: Yeah, yeah. This guy literally spreads his cheeks to get to get the little crack in his butthole completely down. And it, that so yeah, you couldn't do that. But I, here's the thing: why would you get your dick tan? Surely your dick would burn. I think it would burn pretty easily because like that skin doesn't see daylight a lot. It
0: shouldn't see daylight a lot. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I, I, nah, I, I'm, I'm not, do you know what? Here's the thing though. I, I sort of grew up thinking nudist beaches were like really weird and disturbing. And now I think about it and I'm like, uh, I get it because it's <laughs> like everyone knows why they're going. Everyone know. everyone there is like, I'm comfortable being naked and I'm comfortable with seeing other people naked. And I don't think many people who go, you're going to get probably one in 10 perverts. But everyone's probably like, nah, it feel like there's something about that to me that feels quite natural. Where you're like, just balls and dick out going for a swim on the beach. Like that's the way you kind of should be. But then another part of me is like, no, but then what if people are looking at you? Well, you know what's <laughs> 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 so weird? Yeah. It's weird when it's like, it's a nudist beach, but it's part of a normal beach and there's no, you don't know uh, that separation, yeah. I've seen that before.
1: Whenever travel opens again, do we just book a flight to some unknown country that no one knows us and just go try out a nudist beach and see what we think?
0: Do you know what we have to do? Um, do you remember there was a guy who got in touch with me? I told you about it. It was literally just before lockdown, so I couldn't do it, but I must get in touch with him. Do you remember there was a guy who was like, "Will you do a video for my business. And I told you about it, and it was a uh, it was a car wash near you.
1: Oh yeah! <laughs>
0: and I said like, "What what's your budget?" He told me, and I was going, "I don't know." Do you remember what we were going to do?
1: We were going to just travel to we were some, going to somewhere, work, yeah. Look
0: like a really cheap the cheapest flight yeah. like, to like Poland, and then just go there and spread the word about this like car wash car wash in Belfast. I was just thinking about that flares. the other day. We have to do that. Also. Now that there's so many, like, and this is probably one of the... I haven't even checked our questions here. We'll get on to them in a sec. But now that there's so much, like Line of Duty, Bloodlands, all that kind of thing, let me just tell you, the appetite for the return of Belfast Blues...
1: It's high. Is a favour pitch? It really is. We need to just write the second season now, don't we? Yep. Look, we've got the space for it. You
0: come down here and we can do it. And we can, and we can just get a shot. Because this can double as like a... Off. yeah I mean, we could use this as a location as well as a like, new headquarters. headquarters
1: yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 they have uh oh i've had some ideas and so like when we were writing that it was probably some of the funniest just times like just coming up with all the jokes and the stuff yeah but it's ridiculous
0: yeah we should definitely do like three episodes and do them on a like a tuesday wednesday thursday or something
1: absolutely yeah yeah for for sure i agree the, uh, the and, and, techn- and call
0: it something instead of belfast blues too it's like belfast blues
1: yeah there's some sort of salad. or, or, Goose
0: Chase or so, you know what i mean like like something. yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah we'll, we'll come up with some sort of tagline for it here get, before you get into questions have we have you did a shout out for uh, card frampton yet to talk about his fight what
0: do you mean shout out for
1: him just to, to pay respect to the, the the uh the retired career of card frampton I haven't paid respect on the podcast, but I I have paid my
0: respects on kind of on social media because I put up the, uh, the, I did a Mike McGoldrick video with him like years ago and I put up a really good clip from it. And I was like, yeah, I hope he does the business. Do you know what the worst thing is? Well, no, it's not a negative because he's retiring after an amazing career, but not like see going to his fights. Mm -hmm. It like, I didn't enjoy the Manchester trip for the Warrington fight because we just, it was our fault. We ended up staying in the shit hotel that I thought was an unreal hotel. Um, yep. And it was just like, like some guy threatened to beat me up when we were arriving. <laughs> when we, I tell you what this, we got into the lift. We were there. <laughs> By the way, I went to see Frampton as part of my honeymoon uh, because we went over to see a Frampton fight. And then from there flew on to America. And like, we just got married. Like, he really looking forward to the fight because he was like, yeah, with Warrington, it was going to be a big fight. Got into the lift, two like big drunk English fellas in the lift. Um, and I said like, how's it going mate or whatever. And, or said the floor where we're going to. And they were blitzed. And the guy goes, uh, like, where are you from? And I said, Oh uh, Northern Ireland. And he goes, oh yeah. He said, I think he either said, he either said, it was one or the other. He was either like, oh, you're a Fenian then or you're a Hun, whatever, whatever it was. And I said, I just, I thought he was just having like stone-faced panthers. So I was like, oh no, I went, we would have, we would have both or something. Uh, I just like totally deflected and was like, fuck, we have to go up 24 stories here. Um, <laughs> and then the guy was just like, four of us in the lift and the guy's just staring at me like no facial expression, just staring at me and I was like, he's going to fucking kill me. And then we got off the lift and we're walking to the room and he said something like, oh, hopefully I we'll run run into day later. And I like, don't look back. I don't say anything. But get into our room. Then we hear two guys going, oh, I think we're on the rock. Fuck's sake. Got, to- got off the wrong floor. They were then in the room beside us. The walls were really thin and I heard them planning to attack me later in the night. They're like, we'll find out fellow kick his head in or whatever it was. So I didn't have a good trip, but let me just say the Vegas trip where I went to see Frampton and Santa Cruz for their second fight was absolutely brilliant it was magic so the amount of like great nights that he's given is uh is is unreal i try and get him on the podcast i think the last time i asked him he just started his own for mm-hmm. joe.ie or joe.co.uk so yeah i'll, I'll try and get him on do you watch fight
1: i did and it was it was sad to see but also you have to just admire that he did have like probably the best, one of the best Northern Irish sort of boxing careers. And, like, he went out still fighting. Like, he was fucking, they for in the top form. That shot he took that put him down, that fucking I think it was an uppercut, no one gets up from that. If anyone else gets up, no. But he, he fucking just shows you, like, the sort of heart that he had as a fighter just to be like, nope, keep going, keep going. So, yeah, good, good for him.
0: It's also very impressive that he is retiring now because he definitely could have had another Windsor fight or gone out, you know, final fight he could have done a Windsor but didn't want to do that to the fans, you know, just in case he couldn't perform probably at the level he wanted or whatever or couldn't get the opponent he wanted. So I think that's very admirable as well because a lot of people would just go for the payday.
1: Yeah, true. I was going to say it is sad that we'll never get like a big final hurrah stadium fight from him. But at the same time, like he doesn't know anybody, anything, and can do whatever he wants to do and whatever. No. But yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you look, we've had Paddy Barnes in Belfast Blues,
0: maybe Frampton's in uh, in the oh. series. That'd be class. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, playing the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, no, yeah, unbelievable career, like so good. Absolutely. Watching, <laughs> watching the highlights thing before that fight they were showing like a montage of his title ins and stuff. Yeah. Class. Um, right. We'll get stuck into some questions. Sure. We have had a really good response. Um, so let me get wired in. Also a lot of people think that the picture I put up of you is today. It's not. That was a pre lockdown outfit that you were wearing. Remember you came down to Hollywood wearing the leopard print suit.
1: Sure do. I remember walking the high street of it and, and surprisingly, no one really cared.
0: It's Hollywood, mate. You know what I mean? People are like, oh, you're dressed on day? You know? Yeah. I'm in a full leopard print suit. So, yeah, still have it. Alright, let's see what we've got here. Um, Mark Cunningham says, oh, this isn't a podcast question. All good. Uh, Patrick Quinn, would you ever consider a recorded road trip with each other, me and you? Uh, plus the likes of Dave, like Carl Pilkington, Clive Warren. If so, where would you love to see in the world? Sorry, Warwick Davis, no idea where Clive Warren came from. Um, Yeah, so would we do like, and shout out to Patrick Quinn, aka Belfast Guy in China. I hope all is is well. Um, Yeah, I mean, we we definitely would, wouldn't That is one of the videos that we, or like a series of videos that just were locked on we talked about doing of like booking the cheapest flight abroad that we could fly back same night and just go and like mess about for it and shoot it
1: there was that i love that idea i also love the idea of just keeping it in like the island of ireland where like i've seen people do this on youtube video before so it's kind of seen the idea but i just thought it was genius where you just put up a map of ireland and then you throw a dart blindly and wherever it hits you just have to travel to it and document the whole thing Like you stay you, you don't like plan where you're staying you just get down there find somewhere to stay like find the activities blah blah blah. I, I think that would be a great idea for if we ever did something like that for i'd love to do it like
0: i said to oh for sure i said it to dave once he was talking about like an ireland travel series idea and i said we could just travel the entire way around the coast of ireland i said take a weekend and travel around the entire coast of ireland and Dave
1: went. I mean, yeah. So, how yeah. long do
0: you think that would take? I was okay. like, I don't know, two, two, three days. He's like, not if you travel around the entire coast, you fucking moron. Yeah,
1: do. I do three days. I mean, set up the challenge. Yeah, I'll sponsor you. Two three days. Do like a a, a gumball rally type thing. Oh, could you imagine, Jesus? You know, uh, the biggest logistical issue with that is just getting like camera people, obviously, because. Like, you don't want to be taking someone away. Like, say we took Michael Foster. Like, we'd have to take him away for two, three days from his normal work. So then we'll have to flip and fund that and stuff too. So it's one of those logistical things. But obviously me, you and Dave would just fucking mindset GoPro, it. Like GoPros could be a good way to go. Yeah, that's also a good alternative. Um,
0: right, a little more questions here. But yeah, we definitely would do that. Uh, Elaine Kelly says, have you seen that people can review supermarket items on the Asda app? Maybe it could be an alternative to the TripAdvisor segment. Also, here are your fashion icons uh, to take the fur. <laughs> yeah, I love this, Elaine, because someone's just left a review for uh, <laughs> like cream, like cream and Asta, like straight up just cream, whipped cream. The person's called Bexley. That was me. I'm sorry, it's double cream. <laughs> it's
1: for your swing room. Yeah.
0: They've left a five star review for the double cream and Asta and just written. Bought to make cheesecake, and that's it. That's it. What, 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 what more do you want? You bought it to make cheesecake, uh, Elaine. Yes, I think we could definitely explore this as a as a as a future segment.
1: Uh, Aaron, who are your fashion icons? Uh, do you ever see the just the kid on the Trooper box? Yeah, that's what you're going for. <laughs> no, I'm only I'm only joking. It's uh, the kid on the concern box. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's just going with the sorta of like earth earthly tones for clothes and
1: <laughs> earthly tones, nice patterns, that sort of thing. Uh I don't know if I have I do I tell you who I like that I can't I don't know his name, so uh, pardon me, but he, he the guy from Queer Eye for the Street Guy, not Tan France. Not Tan France, but the guy that wears the bomber jackets, he's I think he's the black guy. Yeah. yeah
0: that, you I You I, think, I, you think he's the black guy, hey man? He is. Uh yes, he is he's <laughs> like legitimately very sexy like not even yeah. like in a mess but way he's a very sexy guy like he would make you feel at ease very quickly like say you're like oh my asthma's flaring up and all He would. I'm glad you said like,
1: asthma I thought you were going to say something else <laughs> Here, my, <laughs> yeah yeah sure he, he's, <laughs> the, cream. He's, the,
0: he's the guy I'd want to calm me down Um. so yeah he, he, has, he has very good style um, yeah I like him, what about you? my style icons?
1: Do you do you have any?
0: I think you, fa- you, you, yeah. Fashion, I think, is a projection of self. Absolutely. So I don't think you should have style icons. Um, cool. But apart from that, just um, just Mickey Bartlett.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Mickey Bartlett knows knows the latest trends, doesn't he? William Palmer
0: says, "Hey, hey, bro, guy, dudes, are you guys considering any more procedures on your Williards?" Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Very valid question to ask us Um you've had the vasectomy, no. I will have the uh, circumcision soon so is there anywhere, you, we, you've talked about screw talks on the podcast before, yeah. but is there any other procedures you would consider down there?
1: Uh, just the screw talks, I don't think, you know, I, unless they can add like another one, like what's, what's the point?
0: You want you would you go two deck Would you have two decks for like a trial for a day to see how it goes?
1: Yeah, but it's not like two decks side by side. It's like it's like one dick comes out of the other deck, like a wee alien head. And it's like you know what I mean. So it's like just I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm and look. And if there's it's one ahead. for business, one for pleasure. Yeah, just look. If there's any surgeons out there, any specialists that are trying some innovative new wave techniques. Hit me up and just let me know. Show me a price list. Show me a a, a menu, and I'll I'll see what we can do. What about what about you? Any sort of other procedures you've considered yet? I would consider like a ziplock
0: on the ball bag. Ah, just yes. in case you're running. Oh, what am I going to do with keys? What am I going to do with my keys? Fire them in. Uh, in a in a waterproof mm. bag. Tie them in a wee waterproof bag and put them in. Something like that. Although, would it be like? What what in?
1: It? Say you. I mean, I mean, mean nothing. Yeah, you, you. Fresh air. <laughs> I get, I get, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the only thing in your ball bag is ideas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think we we we'd be open to new procedures. Or an okay. Yeah. Head us up. What's the man's stance on full body feature length cheetah tracksuits? Oh wait. Oh. So I think he knows what he knows what your attitude is. Have you ever looked at anything online clothes-wise and thought, no, I couldn't?
1: Nah, not at all. I, I, everything I see, I see potential in, and that's a metaphor for life, okay, for people. Every, everyone has a bit of potential, and that goes for clothing, too.
0: Let me ask you this. Would you, say I bought you it, right? Would you wear a PVC blazer and trousers? So, like... So you wear a a t-shirt, sleeve short-sleeved t-shirt, right? Normal t-shirt. You Mm -hmm. have a blazer for over the top of it, but it's see-through PVC. And then you just wear boxers, but then you put the see-through PVC trousers over the top and then you just wear trainers.
1: Oh, so it's see-through? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I would, as long as it was like, as long as I'm not going to get in trouble by the police, they're not going to see me walking down the street and go, here, you can't be wearing... See-through pants, dude. No, you're not wearing see-through pants. You're wearing see-through trousers, but you're wearing normal pants. I'm wearing boxers,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can't get in trouble.
1: Well, if I can't get in trouble, then sure. I'll I'll wear it at a gig sometime. Like, we had this thing where we were going to buy each other outfits for Pug Uglies one night, and I would still like to do that as well. There's also a great idea that if you go on the TK Max's website and just go for the cheapest item of everything and then put it together in one outfit and just see what you get. I might do that myself. Just see see, see what outfit I get.
0: Piers Daugherty says, what the fuck is he wearing? It's a real question. So could you describe your leopard print suit in like a bit more detail or if people don't, if, so, I'm, not, if I'm not explaining it to people, could you?
1: So I'm in Disney World, of course, uh, where I usually am. And I'm in Walmart, uh, just shopping about and in the women's clothes section there is a full leopard print suit for $30. And I was like, I'll was like, i try this on as a laugh. I'm sure, we'll get a photo with it. And then I'll send my man on and be good crack. And then I tried it on and had a moment where I went, oh, this is coming home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, get your green card because you're coming over to Ireland. And so I just bought it straight up because I was like, $30, sure, that's a bargain. And so yeah, it comes in handy. Uh, and it, I'll, I'll use it for something.
0: Okay, the less said, the better. Uh, Luke O'Neill says, would Aaron Butler be Joe Exotic's understudy? <laughs> do you think you would do a good job playing Joe Exotic in an amateur dramatic play held in the, in the, the Welcome Centre in West Belfast?"
1: Yes! Does that answer hey, it? Like, I've been working on it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm writing a screenplay at the minute about
0: the... Uh, the you, you play Joe Exotic. I play... Um, the, Dave plays. I play. You know the guy that shot himself. I play him, and Dave plays the guy oh, with no. the teeth.
1: Oh no! <laughs> Why is Dave playing the guy with teeth? <laughs>
0: because the guy has like big gaps where his teeth should be. <laughs> so it sort of writes itself,
1: you know. The uh, did you? I actually watched the Louis Theroux Joe Exotic follow-up documentary. You, you no. probably haven't seen it yet. No. Good. Uh, I mean, uh it's all right i mean you don't learn too much apart from he's still mental and he's still the best here's the best part about it whenever trump was obviously getting moved out of the white house like for joe biden or whatever like all the joe exotic people had like sworn that trump was going to give joe exotic that's a right. pardon and and they had a stretch hummer limousine waiting outside the prison to pick joe up that's how I, I just love i just love that i just love that he never got to get in it
0: Imagine like that's tr- the lasting legacy from Trump's presidency.
1: Imagine he the most iconic Joe thing exotic. he did
0: was pardoned Joe Exotic. Um Marty Cox says, "Where's the bomb, like
1: guy?" That's another sketch we need to make again. We need to do a follow up to that for sure.
0: I think what we need to do is, and it's probably like a writing thing for me, but distinguishing those a bit more. You know what I mean? Those two things, because. The Belfast yeah. Blues thing became, like, a version of that thing with a bad accent. So I think Belfast Blues, we just do our own accents. And then, yeah. But, like, badly acted, which, hey, we, let's face it, we can oh. do that. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then we make uh, we make Belfast film, but with the, the, like, American Belfast accents.
1: Yeah, it just needs to have, like, some sort of different characters or story to it that'll, that'll drive it. I mean, it's more of a trailer and stuff anyway we do for that one. But, yeah, we, I think people would love to see a follow-up of that, so... Yeah,
0: I've got an idea. We'll talk. I've got an idea.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Scooter.
0: Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Harrison says, "Can you do some impressions of your favorite prank callers from the Boytown podcast?" Um, did you Did you ever have to do a prank call on Boytown when you when you jumped in episodes?
1: I did, but Dave just made me do it as Liberace, which we all know <laughs> is is pretty easy for me. Mark
0: begs, not a question, just a request. I'd like to hear the butt the but lord's outstanding impression of our lord and personal savior, Liberace. Hashtag good morning, hashtag very sexy. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Dave and I started doing a podcast together because we, no, we, we agreed to start doing a podcast about five years ago. And then as we were recording, Dave put on the film Behind the Candelabra with Michael Douglas and Matt Damon about the um, flamboyant piano player, Liberace. And in it, there's a scene where Liberace wakes up Matt Damon by sucking his cock and from under the covers he says Good morning. And that became the podcast for so long like that's all we talked about And even <laughs> I can do possible impressions of it But do you want to give people and it's the wee noise he makes at the start Do you want to give people including Mark Beggs <laughs> a, a good morning?
1: Mark here you go get ready save this for your voicemail <clears throat> Good morning Could you do me a
0: favor and just add Mark onto the end of that just to give him something top tier?
1: Good morning, Mark Mayadanus. Enjoy, Mark.
0: Jamie Gordon says, name me some things you and Aaron would be willing to do to get your foot into the doors of a paramilitary organization. We're talking bottom barrel jobs. So, yeah, say there was like some sort of, like, say there was a war between aliens and the paramilitaries, which, by the way, this should be this should be <laughs> what the
1: Belfast film is.
0: All the, par- all the paramilitaries have to join together to fight we green aliens.
1: And I go, the aliens are taking over. you go, what? The aliens are taking over. <laughs> the aliens are taking over, Deke <laughs>
0: <laughs> What the... What- what is, What is it that you want? Take us to your leader. <laughs> the aliens have bad
1: mechanics. <laughs> we put you in a green suit. Oh.
0: we have come here to show you the error of your ways
1: (laughs) like we can
0: also kill two birds with one stone because we're going to put a love scene in between the head guy from the Protestants and the head guy from the Catholics I've talked about this scene for a long time hashtag glory hole in the peace walls so this is the idea that's the idea um yeah. paramilitaries versus aliens. <laughs> I've, said, I've said too much. I've said too much. Paramount oh, versus so,
1: aliens. I'm so excited. Do you need to hear any more or do we just start shooting? <laughs> I'll be around in two minutes. Just grab a battery. <laughs> but to me and you also play the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just buy green one suits and then paint our faces green. <laughs> okay well,
0: there he is going that's an, ex- that's an exclusive that's going to be on the way
1: um, oh good
0: oh look i don't even i don't even know what oh yeah basically to answer that question imagine aliens have come down paramilitary fighting aliens but you were going to die unless you really join a paramilitary so what bottom level jaws would you like would you be prepared to just work in like the talk shop for example
1: yeah, I'd do the tuck shop, but uh, get the boys, f- i do fag runs, you know what I mean, just so they could get wee smokes and stuff. I'd uh, yeah, do bets for them, you know, go round to the... the placing a bet
0: is such a... like, that's such a thing a guy <laughs> just joining a paramilitary would get sent to do, placing a football bet.
1: <laughs> yeah, or a horse that no one... I mean, it's a horse that they've already shot in the leg. <laughs> And yeah. know, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think the question should be, what, what would we do to get out of the paramilitary? I don't think we want in it. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? <laughs> Can I just say,
0: I came up with this observation earlier and I think I've never been more accurate in anything I've said. See people that call people fucking tramps. They themselves are what they're sure. describing or what they're sure. describing, the sort of person they're, they're describing. Oh my God, look at that fucking tramp. It's yeah, the person who aliens. says that is scummier than the person they're talking about.
1: Yeah, they're projecting their own insecurity on, onto the person.
0: Fucking trans. Um we're calling this episode Aliens versus Paramilitaries and then we're
1: writing that.
0: I'm seeing some big cameos <laughs> yeah. in this as well, by the
1: way. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see I could see a retired weatherman making a <laughs> <laughs> the, the only the, person yeah. that
0: can see of us is frank and then frank <laughs> shows up take her be good baby <laughs> <laughs> oh shit
1: yeah whatever this finishes we need to get straight on the google docs and uh, just start going back and forth and writing this
0: yeah okay all right i'm good with that um oh alright well look I gotta, I gotta go I literally gotta go and get home and start writing that but um, cool. you, you can't make the breakfast brew this Friday but you're gonna do next Friday
1: I'm gonna do next Friday I'm, I'm working this Friday but I will see everyone next Friday very excited
0: alright cheers for coming on ladies and gentlemen Mr. Aaron Butler find them on Twitter Instagram Facebook Aaron's love videos it. Aaron's
1: love Twitter it Aaron Butler online Aaron Butler online okay. but yeah
0: not what I said <laughs> paramilitary V <laughs> aliens love it